For the second night in a row, we get to meet a new broadcaster. Although he's not new to the league, he's in his third year as the voice of the South Carolina Stingrays. But it's our first time here since 2016. It's Jared Chaffron. And Schaff, uh, it's been a couple of fun years for you. Team went to the finals your first year. Had a great year last season. What's the ride been like here in North Charleston? It's been great. Uh, a lot of great players. A lot of great coaches that have come through here. Uh, it's been been a lot of fun. Uh, you mentioned the, the run of the finals. Obviously, that sticks out for my first year, but we had an unbelievable locker room that year. The guys were so fun to be around, and it was great for me to kind of get acclimated in the league. We had a good mix of younger guys that were coming from college, some older guys that had played in the league for a long time. Last year, uh, our team was unbelievable. It was actually, in, in Stingray's history, the best regular season in team history, and I feel kind of lucky that I've gotten uh, two really good seasons, but it's just a reflection of the organization and how they try to do things, and uh, it's been it's been great so far. You mentioned in the organization how they like to do things, and this year I felt like in the offseason they kind of went off the board a little bit where it seemed for a while there the assistant coach was always jumping up and taking over for his previous head coach. You had it with Kale McLean, you had it with Spencer Carberry, and you had it most recently with Ryan Warsawski. Any reason why they may have gone off the board this year and gone with Spiros Anastas? Yeah, actually this is the first year that they've ever had to hire someone that wasn't the assistant coach all the way back to the first coach of the team, Rick Vive. Since him, every single coaching hire has been an assistant coach previously. I don't know if it's an, I don't think it's a knock on Steve Bergen. I think, look, the last two years with Steve Bergen as an assistant, the team's had a lot of success. So I don't think it's, it's anything that they didn't like about Steve. But Steve's a young coach, and I think Steve was not the most vocal person. He's kind of a more of a, a quieter guy who does a lot of the video work, and he's become so much more vocal this year under Spiros Anastas. But I don't know if they were if they thought he was 100% ready to take it over. Spiros has more experience than Ryan Wasowski did, than Spencer Carberry did, than Kale McLean did. Coming in, he's won a Calder Cup as an assistant coach in the American League. So I think they thought he has a little bit more experience, but he's still young at 33, so it's not like he's too old. And they thought that they wanted Spiros to really bring Steve Bergen in and work with him a little bit more and have him become a little bit more of a leader. And he's done that. The two of them have worked really well together. And, um, yeah, I don't know exactly why they made the move. I, I guess, uh, you know, our, our uh, president, Rob Kincannon, and our owner, Todd Halloran, had the, the final say on the whole interview process. But I know that um, they were really excited about Spiros and Assis because he would work a little bit more with Steve Bergen. And now Steve has a little bit more of a prominent role. And uh, the guys have, have really adapted well to the, to the new staff. Even with the new coach, you still have some core guys left around. Joey Leach, who's the only one who played in that Game 7 here against the Nailers in 2016. But Patrick Gall played in the playoff series against Wheeling in 2014. Andrew Chernichan has been around South Carolina for over half of a decade. Do you sense that core is still a value in keeping some of the players that know this community and know this team? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, until a few weeks ago, we also had Marcus Perrier, who has been a big part of the team's, uh, actually until last week is when he left, but uh, those four guys were the, the big four that you mentioned there, and I think this year, more than my first two years, there is a bit of a new core developing. Um, some guys have retired, some guys have moved on to do different things, but yeah, I think Joey Leach, having him back, Patrick Gall, uh, I think he's got a ticket here, no matter how long he wants to play, he's going to be playing here, he loves it here, he lives here now, a lot of these guys... They end up moving here and, and spending their offseason in, in Charleston. So I think a, a lot of these guys have done a great thing for the organization. And like you said, you mentioned Joey Leach. He's our new captain. He's our leader. And he's a guy who's so proud to be back here for another year. But we needed to get younger. Last year, 
Hurt, this team lost in the playoffs, swept in the first round, and we were looking a little old at the end of the season. So I think it's nice to have some younger, newer players, and you got to have that leadership, that core, to preach the values. But it's good to have some younger, speed, offensive-driven players. Penguin fans don't necessarily cringe as much as they do about the orange and black down the road in Philadelphia, but you guys are a Washington Capitals affiliate. They're an enemy in Penguins Nation, but Washington does a remarkable job of putting talent here at this level, not only to develop them, but to create winning teams, not only with South Carolina, but even leading Reading to a championship in 2013. How do the Capitals do it? Well, I think they make good signings at all levels. I think they're they're not looking, they, they're obviously looking to develop players and try to move them up as much as possible, but I think they're looking at, you know, you look at a guy like who's not here right now, but Parker Milner, I mean, he is a guy who loves being in this organization. He knows that he's probably never going to make it all the way up to Washington, but he loves it here in Charleston, and the Caps allow us to say, you know what, Parker Milner, he's not the youngest guy, he's a little bit of an older pro at this point in his career, but he loves playing in Charleston. He ends up winning the goalie of the year last year, and he's on an American League deal with Hershey, but he gets to go to Washington's training camp, and now he's 2-0 this year in Hershey. He's been unbelievable. He's starting again tonight for the Bears. So I think there's such a great communication between all three levels, and they talk every single day. So I think having that open door, having that open communication has been one of the big keys. But I know you guys do a great – you have a great affiliation with Pittsburgh as well. So I'm not sure that it's even much different than what you guys have. But there is that open communication. There's, that, there's definitely a, a presence where if a player gets sent down to South Carolina, it's not – a demotion. It's just a chance to play in a different league and to get some more playing time. If you're if you're riding the bench in Hershey, you're going to have to come down and prove it and earn it and come back up there. And I think it's worked out really well. There are four players on the Capitals championship team last year that won the Stanley Cup that had played here in South Carolina. And in, in Hershey right now, I think half their roster's been here at some point. So it's been really cool to have a great relationship with them. Eight and six so far this season. Four and one at home. When things are going well, what's something you look at as a strength? When things aren't going so well, what have you struggled with? I think this team defensively has had some struggles. Uh, when the team is playing great defense like they did last night against Florida, like they did against Tuesday in a win over Atlanta in the last two wins, this team has been really good because the offensive firepower is not a question. Grant Bessie, one of the top scorers in this league for the last couple of years now, uh, he's going to be scoring. Andrew Chernichin, like you mentioned, he's a veteran in this league. He knows what he needs to do on a night-to-night basis. And there's a lot of secondary scoring that the Stingrays have as well. Sam Fioretti stepped up as a rookie. Christian Horn has had some good numbers early on. So the scoring is, is going to be there most nights, but the, the, when the defense, if they haven't shown up, then it, it can get a little ugly. So I think Joey Leach is a veteran leader on the defense core, but the rest of the players, we have five defensemen that are ECHL rookies, similar to what we were talking a little bit earlier. You guys have a young roster on the defensive side in Wheeling as well. And when the defense is playing, I, I think it makes it much easier for you know Parker Milner or Adam Moore and tonight's going to be Gordy Dayfield. Those goaltenders have had a, a lot of unnecessary pressure and some too many grade-A chances they've been trying to stop earlier on this year. When the team has played well defensively, then everyone else is at ease and they, the scoring is going to be there. So I think the defense has been the biggest question mark early on, but this week they've, they've solved it so far. Should be a young, upbeat couple of teams tonight. Nailers and Stingray. Schaff, I really appreciate a few minutes of your time and best of luck this season. Maybe we'll make it a finals between the Nailers and the Rays. Sounds good. Thanks. Yeah, that would be great. I know a couple of years ago everyone said that that was a grind series. I know it went all seven games, so that would be great to have it happen again.
Jared Schaff from the voice of the South Carolina Stingrays on our Wheeling Office Supply and Emission Report. Back with more after this on the Nailers Broadcast Network.